Marley on the beat. Hunt me, fuck me. Daddy better make me show you Welcome to Arts Interrupted, the arts and culture podcast brought to you by the Michigan Daily. My name is Anika Yo. And I'm Rebecca Lerner. For our first episode, we're going to be focusing on Cupcake. Um, we saw her at Necto in Ann Arbor, Michigan last week, and she has just been blowing up recently. She's a Chicago rapper from Parkway Gardens, and she's famous for these incredibly explicit, um, but also like deeply funny and introspective lyrics. And, uh, you know, as a Chicago native, I think I've seen a lot of the rap scene uh, in a pretty intimate way. And it's the kind of city that's uh, given birth to careers of people like Chief Keef, Fredo Santana, but also people like Vic Mensa and Chance the Rapper. But with Cupcake, we see a really new personality being brought to the city. Um, she is like a welcome new addition, I think, to, to the hip hop mantle. Um, you know, she doesn't take herself seriously. I think a lot of hip hop personalities in Chicago take themselves pretty seriously. Um, and she has an opportunity to put Chicago rap on the map in a very different way than a lot of these other rappers have. And I'm really excited to see, you know, how that kind of pans out. I mean, I think that in a way she does take herself very seriously um, in that she, you know, she's doing really well. She's super transparent about her finances. She tweeted the other day that she just made her first million dollars. But she's also... She's not afraid to have fun. Yeah. I yeah. think would be like she, what I like about her is that we see the seriousness and how she cultivates her brand, but mm-hmm. not in the music she necessarily makes. Yeah. Which could be like almost the opposite for some of the personalities we might talk about. Yeah, absolutely. We actually have a clip from the interview that um I did with Avery Friedman and Elizabeth Harris, aka Cupcake, uh, from Necto last week. <laughs> Pretty incredible, all things considered, especially considering the explicit nature of her content. Um, she's unsigned, which is also quite wild too, considering you know the kind of like audience and fan base that she's uh you know fostered. Yeah, absolutely. She said during our interview that she started making this kind of music when she tuned into her sexual side at about seventeen, when she was still in high school. Um, she's been writing poetry since she was a kid. She grew up with um, a single mom who comes to all her shows um she was there her mom was there at necto watching her you know lick the microphone being cupcake um let's and we can uh we can listen to that clip now she's done as well yeah um, absolutely i mean people genuinely love her like the crowd when she was 
at Necto. They, yeah, they that was knew insane. every single lyric to the songs. I mean, she was only on for about 20 minutes, yeah. but she, they were so invested in her. And this show broke the attendance record for Necto, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I know Necto has brought in some really wild famous artists like Avicii, Riff Raff, but I remember seeing a line crossing the street like all down um, um, on East Liberty where Necto is, uh, is um, located. Yeah. And uh, I've never seen Necto that you know, popping. Yeah, in my like four years <laughs> here, honestly. Yeah, and I know like Necro's capacities are at like nine hundred fifty people, but there were like over twelve hundred people there. So that's a testament, I think, to like how much people have like really taken into you know Cupcake's personality. People are obsessed with her. I mean, she has found this sort of a, a niche audience, but it's it's appealing to a lot of different types of people. I mean, Necto is trying they're not just appealing to the university of michigan they're for like southeastern michigan mm-hmm. um in general and so i i talked to the general manager after the show and he was saying that people had driven for for four miles to come see cupcake um and we just have one last clip from elizabeth harris talking about the uh, the differences between her alter egos. I'm three people. I have three alter egos. Number one, Elizabeth. She's a stay at home. Home person. Cupcakes the one on stage. Right now, you're talking to Elizabeth. Cupcakes is the one on stage. The wild sexual thing. Number three is Marilyn Monroe. She's the one who's always on the internet. And all I do is like make jokes and have fun. Um, but now we're going to jump into a roundtable with uh, daily arts writers and other personalities who are interested in talking about Cupcake. Uh, and if you could introduce yourselves, that would be great. Hi, my name is Natalie Zach, and I'm an arts writer with the Michigan Daily. Uh, my name is Zach Gelfand, and I'm not an arts writer for the Michigan Daily. I was just at the show at Necto. Um, I'm Avery Friedman. I'm also an arts writer here at The Daily, and I had the pleasure of speaking with Cupcake at Necto, so that was quite the experience. All right, welcome, everybody. Um, so I think first off, I'd really like to know, why would you guys want to see Cupcake? What really motivated you to go to the show? Well, in my case, I've been aware that she was a rapper since I'd say my junior year of high school, so when she was about 18 and I was about 16, and at that point in my life, it was kind of a bit of a joke, like, oh, this person's doing absurd things, like, look at this video of vaginas. Um, but in, like, the last two years, I think, I just, like, actually f- kept finding her music again and again and kept going back to it initially as that, like, continued joke. And then recently, this past fall, when F-Rise came out, it was just, like, something about, like, the first couple minutes of, like, first couple seconds, I'd say, of the first song on that album in which there's just, like, a piano interlude, and it's so, so different from anything you'd expect from someone that's, like, has their boobs out in, like, one of the, their most major music videos, and it was just really just a great album as a whole. Uh, yeah, for me, um, I heard about her uh, pretty recently, actually. I think it was over this past summer, um, and then I found out that she was coming to Necto, which is maybe 30 steps from where I live so I was like okay there's no reason I shouldn't go to this show and I went and it was uh, pretty something pretty spectacular yeah yeah I mean her songs are so catchy uh, despite the lyrics I actually aided by the lyrics and I can't tell if it's bad or um, unethical to like want to see like 
cupcake in the flesh like she is an entertainer um but she is a bit of a spectacle like she we we don't really see anything like her um and so I really wanted to get the experience of seeing her in the flesh and I also had never been to Necto and so um it was really interesting Necto is kind of a gay hub um in Ann Arbor and it was really interesting to see her large support by the gay male community (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so on that note like what was the experience like for you guys it seemed like there was quite a bit of a ruckus at at necto i wasn't there personally but i heard a lot of uh, crazy stories so how's that for you guys the only time i'd ever been to necto before that was for the katya concert um earlier or late august i think of this past year and that was incredible because obviously she was an all-star rupaul drag race winner so everyone was gathered for that but Going to that was like kind of like a drunken riot fest, whereas going to Cupcake was all these people coming together in praise of this woman who's just standing for so much empowerment and just like kind of do whatever the fuck you want mentality that I feel like a lot of people just need these days. Yeah, I had also never been to Necto. um, And I was really excited for what this like event was going to bring to the table both being at Necto and who the performer was and it definitely didn't um, disappoint at all it was a while I was there for we were there for three and a half hours yeah we yeah. got there at, <laughs> we got we expected a big crowd like you said so we got yeah. there at like nine I think yeah and then so how long was the actual performance 20 minutes yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. so short she went on yeah. at midnight and she was done by 12 20 yeah um, that's incredible but she when she came on she was so sweet in that mm-hmm. she was like, yeah. she was like, oh my God, all these people are here mm-hmm. for me. Like, mm-hmm. she just seemed amazed at that. Uh-huh. And we were all like, you're a cupcake. What are you <laughs> talking about? Yeah. Of course we're here for you. Yeah, when she opened with Vagina, just like the whole crowd was just, every single person knew the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> and also when she's like, I have one last song, everyone was like, deep throat deep throat throat. and i've never been in a crowd that has um together chanted deep throat before so that was really special i mean it's kind of wild to me that like she really only has recently broken like into hip-hop and people are already like you know like engulfing her content in like really like wild ways i don't know it seems like people are really passionate about her and it's it's really incredible to me do you guys think that there is a space for cupcake in the mainstream I'm a little conflicted by that because honestly in my mind I put her next to Cardi B and Princess Nokia who you wouldn't say are in the traditional mainstream but have really just broken through in most music scenes that I've kept up with and seen as like Princess Nokia can come in with a song in which she shouts like with my little titties and my fat belly over and over and over again I feel like maybe there might be room for Cupcake and like a kind of like female hip hop sense of the mainstream that we see a lot of the trajectory of hip-hop going in these days mm-hmm. but i wouldn't say i wouldn't not think that she would ever get radio listens mm-hmm. yeah um i think that in this moment that we're in right now like kind of with cardi b and princess nokia like coming forward um i think there there's definitely potential for this music in the mainstream because i mean if you look at history of like male dominated hip hop it's usually hypersexual and mm-hmm. um, stuff like that and that you don't really hear women in the mainstream doing that kind of thing but in this moment that we're in right now of female empowerment um, I don't think there's any reason why there sh- shouldn't be a woman in the mainstream who's being just as sexual like overtly sexual yeah, as these men have been yeah. Um, yeah, and I think with the nature of how the internet works nowadays 
breaking into the mainstream is a little different nowadays too. And For it seems sure. like it affords rappers like Cupcake to be able to like really bring their music to the you know wide audiences without necessarily being like scrutinized for like not being able to be like played on radio. Yeah, I think I think that ra- radio um, is obviously like in a decline. And if you if you're getting streams on Spotify, like millions and millions of streams, yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, like if radio's a measuring stick right now for like mainstream like yeah you know, feasibility. Like, so. I think it's definitely possible. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think people are used to hearing women. Even I think people are shocked a little bit when Cardi B would talk about, like, oral sex. People aren't really used to women being so overt about sexual desire. And so I hope that people, like, can embrace Cupcake in that sense. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it is wildly empowering to hear um, a woman asks for what she wants like that on stage. Yeah. It's kind of putting a new spin on consent, you know? Like, mm. finally, people will know what women sound like. Well, obviously, no one sounds like Cupcake. Like <laughs> an affirmative yes. But I think it pushes a lot towards, like, the idea of, like, enthusiastic consent. Like, I feel I'd, people will start to get an idea that, like, it's not just an entirely, like, male-dominated, like, I'm going to come at you right now and I'm <laughs> going to keep going unless there's, like, a no mm. and mm-hmm. I don't know it's reshaping a lot of how we think about those situations she really owns it which I think is the mm-hmm. most awesome part but I think it's also interesting that she she always I, I feel like in every interview I've read of hers and the interview that Avery did she really wants to focus on the fact that only six or seven of her songs are really about sex in that way in the like highly explicit like duck duck goose sort of mm. vagina deep throat kind of way and a lot of the other songs are looking at sex in a more a more observational and like making sure that people are examining the fact that there are predatory men out there mm-hmm. um like ace hardware and uh i think scraps i forget what the other one is but there's also songs like self-interview and wisdom teeth off of her new album that are very different in the way and like I mentioned before the first song I'm forgetting its name right now um but they're just like very different tone wise from the songs that have seemed to be like a Necto community has latched on to like mm-hmm. I'm not surprised she came to Necto and played four of her most sexually aggressive and like out there songs because had she broken to self-interview people would have still loved it but it wasn't kind of the environment that it was catering to I think it like speaks to the power of like pushing different sides of yourself for like she is innovative in my opinion like the fact she knows that she'll come out there and play these four like of her raunchiest songs because I don't know that's what makes in some ways a thousand people like stand outside so I think that she knows like the difference between what's going to make her money what is like uh, speaking to social issues what is her showing her most cupcake hypersexual self I think that being able to like pull in and out of those things for her own gain in different ways is kind of genius. Yeah, uh, going off what you were saying before of her live performance being something of a spectacle, uh, she's definitely playing into that by performing mm-hmm. those four or five hypersexual songs and leaving the more introspective stuff on the records for quote unquote the true fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know that Avery is particularly shook by. Her online presence of Marilyn Monroe. She's um, a wild Twitter presence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the social media of Marilyn Monroe is. Um, you want to go into that? 
Yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just for a small example, well, besides being really transparent about, oh, I just made my first million, or oh, I'm going to meet with this record label right now, she'll also be like. Also, I thought about this when you mentioned that she goes on tour with her mom when she posts a picture of herself, like, basically naked with just nipple tape over her boobs. Um, in a hotel in a ho- hallway. <laughs> in a hotel hallway with the caption oh. being, like, going to get some ice because this man just beat up my <laughs> vagina, like, 500 <laughs> times. Um, okay, 500 is an exaggeration. It was, like, 100. 217. 217. Maybe it's my own fault that I look at that and I'm just, like you good but like okay but like obviously then i remember honestly speaking to her and her being like laying out i have three personas number one is jennifer harris that's who you're talking to elizabeth harris elizabeth harris we can we can edit that yeah just say uh her her being explicitly like i have three personas number one is elizabeth harris that's my birth name that's who you're talking to right now that's who rebecca was emailing and we thought it was her agent but it was just cupcake um number two (laughs) is the person (laughs) is the person on stage this hypersexual woman named cupcake and my third persona is who i am on the internet which is marilyn monhoe so i look at that i'm like okay this is just marilyn monhoe speaking everything is fine like um and you also can do what you want but i think uh yeah it is a little shocking at first because we really don't see that but then remembering how intentional she is about the the faces she puts forward i am confident (laughs) i like to imagine her going into that capitol records meeting just like sitting down and laying down the law with those music (laughs) industry professionals just being like i know what i want i'm gonna get what i want ignore everything else and just walking out and taking that picture Mm. i don't know i'm so empowered by like her music I don't know it's the first time like I went to a freaking pole dancing class and it was half as empowering as going to a (laughs) cupcake concert at Necto I think her general presence and that kind of like braggadocious nature she has going on is just generally very just empowering for a lot of different people and I think like when we're talking about her Twitter personality too uh, I think that's really integral like kind of uh, success to her Twitter personality is kind of integral to the success that she's uh, fostered you know because she's creating this really like caricatured you know style that is really um deeply embedded within her music and I think like reflecting that on the internet like, kind of perpetuates that style a lot too and like seeing that all the time on my uh, on my timeline I think like reminds me of like who she is the kind of person she is and the kind of music she makes well I mean I I look at all of it as a joke I think that she's making fun of these like traditional you know structures that we've set up and I think she thinks the internet is stupid and the fact that she can go on it and do whatever she wants and people are going to be like oh my god i can't believe she said that i think she thinks that's funny (laughs) yeah like when she talked about uh listening to my neck my back and she just realized that everyone's obsessed with this but no one's doing it i view her as kind of like a master of the business world like she she knows what's going to get people's attention and what's going to make her money and it's not stopping her from making other art that is about more not serious subjects more social issues or things that are darker um but it's just she's using it kind of to propel her in my opinion and now i find myself at that point where you always do when you find new artists that you really love where it's like I want to hold on to her and keep her as my own, but at some <laughs> point, the rest of the world will claim her as well, and we're just going to have to move past that at some point. Can I ask the boys what they think of Cupcake here? <laughs> like, I think that, you know, 
it's really unique seeing someone speak explicitly about like I, it's different I, I would imagine looking at her from a male perspective um, maybe not but I just am wondering what you guys think you want to take the sec? <laughs> sure go for it um, in relation to yourselves maybe yeah no I think it's uh, I mean I, I, I think it's great like I, I mean when I was at the show and she was playing Deep Throat I was like should I really be singing along to this like <laughs> is that is it's not for me mm. uh, that doesn't mean that I can't enjoy it but I know that I understand that it's not written to make me feel connected to the artist mm. yeah um, and like as, as a music listener like I understand that like this is not necessarily my domain as yeah. like when it comes to like who she's talking to and who she's like really trying to address but I think it's just really awesome to see that like she's taking on this mantle of a rapper that we don't really see nowadays yeah. or not nowadays just ever actually she's really pushing boundaries in regards to just how rappers female rappers you know rappers in general are kind of like talking about oh I'm fucking up right here <laughs> um I'll start that over. Um, but yeah, okay. No. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Um, I think that was also good. That yeah. was good. Yeah. Okay. How female rappers were doing what? It's kind of what I was saying who are before. You, who are you thinking of? Are you thinking of Cardi B? No, no. I just like stumbled over my words and lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> okay. I actually really don't know where to go from All there. All right, that's fine. Um... So, considering that Cupcakes made her first million, and there are rumors that she's going to be on Time magazines, um, what do you think is next for Cupcake? If if we could get into the prediction business for a hot sec. I'm actually in a state where I genuinely don't know, because looking back, she's released four or five albums over the course of the last two years. And now with FRIs, she's really taking off. I don't know what happened. I think it's, I think, honestly, I think this is just a repercussion from like Cardi B, Princess Nokia, all those female rappers and hip hop that like are pushing her forward as well with them. And now there's just this huge uptake in it. And while, of course, it's always different on like college campuses, especially with people that like for focusing on the arts, how like cognizant they are of a person versus like how everyone else is seeing them in the like outside world of like a college campus, I honestly like, can't even predict if she's signing her label that's like big news but also it's kind of restricting on like anything she's done I don't think she'll be able to release another album called Come Cake in the near future <laughs> anything that's like derivative of that I mean I don't know like we've seen a lot of mainstream rappers that are like kind of wild nowadays that are still signing pretty mainstream record label deals like Lil Pump and um I forgot his name like 69 or something like they're signing like Interscope and, and Capital too um, and like, hopefully, you know, they don't restrict, you know, people like cupcakes, like content. Um, but I'm like sort of optimistic, cautiously optimistic in regards to that, because it seems like there's a, like a whole burgeoning scene of just alternate rappers that are getting a lot of weirdly supportive institutional like backing. Um, and I think cupcakes like, you know, a part of that. Yeah. I think that, um, she's probably gonna, if, if this, it was Capitol records, right? Mm -hmm. It was. If that yeah. Capitol records thing is real and she's on Capitol records now, I think that's a big step forward for mainstream uh, labels and music in general because I think that labels now take less creative control over their artists or I like to think that they do because it's not the 70s anymore like yeah. they're not gonna listen like, there's like a variety and, of imprints that just like, yeah. cater to like so many different niches and you if you don't need a label anymore I mean That's look at Chance true, the Rapper yeah. like 100%. he's a, one of the biggest artists in the world no label like people know that with the power of the internet you don't need that backing anymore yeah. so if so artists have that leverage too. Yeah, exactly. To you know, so they have the leverage to be like, 
you know, if, if Cupcake's in that meeting with Capital and they're like, we don't want you to make things like this anymore, she's like, okay, I'm walking. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think that uh, in the coming year or so, we're gonna, she's probably gonna grab a bunch of really cool tour support slots where she's gonna be opening for, you know, huge names and her stature is gonna grow in you that way. You think so? Because I, I was just so. thinking about if that's my only question is if like more mainstream people would like on the radio would take her on as like an opener to be associated with them just because you know obviously no shame on cupcake we're all obsessed with her but that is like no one is doing what she's doing and i i think it'd be an interesting thing to see if a more mainstream artist would take on um someone so explicitly sexual as like an opener or something but i also don't really think she needs it um, yeah. In, in some ways. I think before we see her taking on these like live concert openers, um, I kind of see her maybe taking on features with like mm, some yeah. like sort of like on the mainstream, like bursting mm. on the mainstream kind of rappers, you know, that will like really like, expand like the fan base that she's, you know, like kind of. Well, she has to. Charlie XCX right now. Oh, yeah. So I totally what? forgot she's about a, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's been on two, the last two of Charlie XCX's releases. Like Charlie's and that's an insane about her all the time. She was like top albums of 2017 <laughs> like wrote down cupcakes fris on a sheet of paper and tweeted it so wow. she's in there like she's That's collaborated sweet. before people just haven't really paid attention yeah. to and it and her new album and also now with has pop a- 2 coming out with like cupcake on it is in, like that's yeah. gonna be good because pop 2's already like made huge waves in the pop community That's like amazing. right up there next to carly ray jepson so i yeah i think it's coming for her sweet yeah and i think like when we're looking at her new album too the production is professional, her delivery is professional, and I, it like gives her a lot of leverage in regards to like seeming like this like feasible artist that a lot of these are, um, uh, you know, other artists beyond Charlie XCX can like really take on and like support and endorse. Um, I was particularly impressed with how, um, you know, like polished the, the new album was compared to like her past work too. And I think it really like sh- goes to show that um, she has this kind of like bright future that like a lot of people I don't think can really compare. Uh, comp- <laughs> compartmentalize compartmentalize um you know in a particular way um she's you know a really wild rapper but uh, you know she she's shown shown herself to be a really like professional and uh able-bodied rapper and i think you know more cosigns are really you know down to come down the road yeah i think uh, what i'm thinking of is that line on kanye's life of pablo where he talks about um the bleached asshole thing like if you can't see cupcake saying that line then i don't know get out yeah then get out she's already said so much better (laughs) and so much worse very true. Moral of the story, Cupcake did it before Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess that's a really good uh, note to end on. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and we will be back with Arts Interrupted very soon. Marley on the beat.